welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the jaded Forrest. Oh, man, everything sucks, bro. Oh, don't say that. It sucks, gotta, man. No, you it gotta. It sucks. Podcast sucks. My life sucks, man. Everything sucks. Fuck this shit. It's no way to talk. Things can get better if only. Oh, you know what? You turn you turn me around right there. Oh, that was, such that was a positive easy. Thought. Yeah. Cool. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. Ah, oh, man. Easy. So I'm easy. there is one reason to be jaded today, and it is that this is our first episode without Brent, oh. sadly to say, which is why I didn't introduce him. He is currently dealing with a family emergency, which it sounds like everything is on the up and up now, but uh, and hopefully we will have him on for next week, but we all miss him already, and he's definitely going to be upset that he didn't get on this episode because it is wild. So what are we talking about today, Dylan? And that's well, my, that's my brand impersonation. <laughs> it's good. You did a good job. Okay. So today we are talking about Sherry Schreiner. And she has been in the news recently. There was a New Republic article about some of the effects of her beliefs and the indirect deaths that resulted. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. She's really into a little bit of everything. Uh, She's got aliens, demons, elf weapons, harp, (laughs) NWO cabal, Taylor Swift is involved. Yes. As soon as we started digging in, we realized we had to do an entire episode just about Sherry Schreiner. So who is she? Well, according to her website, she is, quote, servant, prophet, ambassador, daughter, and messenger of the Most High God. Just as my ancient grandfather, King David, stood against the giants in his day with no fear, so will I stand against the giants in these last days with no fear. The Lord is my strength. And for someone of such high prestige, such a high position, she even has a Patreon page. Sadly, she currently only has eight patrons, but hey, we all have to start somewhere. And more than us. That's seven more than us. Yeah, it is seven more than us. And uh, if you think we should have more patrons than Sherry Schreiner, go to patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary and sign up today. See if we can't get seven more to beat Sherry Schreiner. (laughs) That's all. That's all we need. You know, a patrons also isn't too bad when you're dead because Shriner died oh, in 2018. Good point. Natural good causes. Point. Um, however, uh, quote, uh, natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, we I'm know sure that that's a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, um, yeah. We, I will say this, though, even though the a patrons is not too impressive. She did raise one hundred fifty thousand dollars with a GoFundMe campaign in 2014 for her, quote, research. Ooh, wow, and that's. I'm sorry, Dylan, but yeah, and all our listeners, I refuse to be outfunded by a dead con woman. So patreon.com forward slash none dare call ordinary. Donate a dollar a month. We just want to cover our operating expenses. We can devote more time into exposing this garbage. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, let's get that's our first goal is nine patrons. (laughs) Change it (laughs) because I think right now it's like I don't I don't remember what our first goal is, but it's going to turn into nine. So we get more than Sherry Schreiner, I think. Yes. On our Patreon page. She gives us a little bit more information about who she is and what she's all about. Quote, join God's army on earth, tearing down the strongholds of Satan and his new world order. If you like my channel, please support it with tithes, offerings, alms, whatever you can do. I can't do it without your help. 
the Lord stood me up in 2001 to become his messenger and prophet to the nations. I thought that was so, going in a different direction at first. Yeah, I thought, that's what I thought too. I think I would have recommended a change of words there. <laughs> Several years later, I was blacklisted by the government and media. I have weekly podcasts and have written several books where I reveal and have revealed truths you won't find anywhere else. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree. These kinds of truths seem to be abundant on the Internet these days. That's a good point. These aren't. She's got a lot of truths and a lot of different truths, but I think you could find them in other sources. I'm just going to say that. I, I believe so. Continuing her description. People have been using my information for years in their books, lectures, and videos, and don't credit where they got it from me. So maybe that maybe this is why we find it everywhere else. They're all copying from Sherry Schreiner. Oh, my apologies. I didn't realize the truths are plagiarisms of Schreiner. Yeah, exactly. I have no sponsors or outside income, and I don't belong to any groups, associations, or organizations. I am on my own with just your help and support to teach, educate, and inform mankind and whatever God leads me to say or do. Keywords, teach, educate, inform. Yeah, and group, association, and organization. I'm glad she didn't just lump all those into one thing. She wanted to make <laughs> sure you knew. No groups, no associations, no organizations, all very different. Yes. I need help. With your support, I can keep making videos and podcasts revealing truth bombs of the lies being told today and what's really going on, such as cloning, replacements, soul scalping, the different <laughs> groups and factions involved, how it relates to the prophesized end of days and so much more. My enemies want me to shut up and try to destroy me with their constant assassination attacks against me. Whoa, did Schreiner just go full Lyndon LaRouge here? Oh, she did. She did. Oh, man. And the difference between her and Lyndon is that she is right. She <laughs> is being I mean, you know, she she did die of natural causes. Also, she mentions different groups and factions. But earlier, you'll remember, she didn't say she didn't belong to any factions. Hmm. So I wonder we might have to keep an eye on that. Yes. See if she's any part of any factions going on here. Join the army I'm building on Earth for the most high and get exclusive content as a patron. When you join, you can read my private posts, messages, and even videos that I make just for members. Would, took a little bit of a different turn there. You would think if she was working for the most high, she'd be able to earn an income from other sources than Patreon. I mean, that's the Well, most no, I mean, she, want, she wants it to be pure. She wants oh. to earn income just from God's children. That's all she wants. I see. She ends by saying, stand beside me in this war against evil and help support me. Thank you. And this is her, her first message on Patreon. Hello, folks. Join me in my ministry in war against evil and the strongholds of the devil. Your tithes, offerings, and support allow me to continue my battle here on earth for the most high God to destroy the works and power of Satan and his minions and to help lead the people back to the Father, the most high God. Can you tithe to an online ministry instead of a literal church? Yes. You should be supporting the shepherd who is feeding you and helping you grow in your faith to God himself. Support those who who are helping you and not just lining their own pockets for themselves. <laughs> How ironic. And also, does this mean that Shriners ministry is a figurative church? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. In more ways than one. <laughs> Continuing the message, quote, many in the literal churches today are not being fed the truth or knowledge or taught how to have a relationship with the most high. As a shepherd, I do all these things in my ministry. That includes three podcasts a week, 
multiple websites and Man, videos. Oh, Dylan, that's the problem. She does, yeah, three podcasts a week. We're only doing one, if that. Man, if that. Man, we. She's a workhorse. Once once we get to nine patrons, I think we'll be able to do three a week. <laughs> Keyword Mike. Continuing the message. As a prophet of the Most High, I serve him direct and I speak as he leads. I have been on the government and media blacklist for over 10 Ooh, years, rough. and I cannot be heard without your help. Thank you. That's rough. So that's the Patreon. That's how she's getting the money. But what are her beliefs? What is she teaching? Well, taking a page from the almighty David Icke, Schreiner is convinced that many people in politics and media are really reptilians in oh, disguise. Oh, no, Dylan, you got it all wrong. Ike took it from her. Oh, yeah, I think earlier, you're right. They're all just plagiarisms of her. They're all plagiarizing her. Yeah. So David, I, you know, just packaged it better, I guess. But <laughs> Sherry Schreiner is the real deal when it comes to this information. She has videos of the subterfuge being unmasked by the likes of, for example, Rihanna. It's one of her <laughs> videos. Rihanna is, in fact, a alien reptile. I, you know, I'm sorry to say, but it's true. And she also has a video montage of clones who are malfunctioning. And if you watch this video, we'll post a link to it on oh, you know yes. all the social media stuff. It's a video of people fainting. It's just a video <laughs> of people fainting, um, which is apparently clone. That's the most common clone malfunction is fainting. I, I, I think my favorite one, um, tell me if I'm wrong, wasn't it in the White House briefing room or press briefing room? And there was like a general or some high up military commander that faints and is in this really slow way that kind of does look like a robot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just that's my favorite one just, yeah. Yeah, powers you down. actually you actually almost hear the powering down uh sound as he falls yeah there was another good one where it was also a press briefing but they had the camera was facing the journalists and one of them just dropped and you know we might you might think well people faint but you would be wrong they're actually reptiles or no, I'm sorry. These are clones. These oh, are the clones. Yeah, yeah. Get it right. Come on. Yeah. So we Rihanna. Don't to, we don't want to give people misinformation here. Exactly. That's I, I apologize. Rihanna is a reptile, but these people are clones. Let's keep that straight. Now, how do we know who's who? Like, how do we tell if someone is a reptilian in disguise? Apparently, one of the biggest tells are facial bruises. Facial bruises are marks of the beast. And so this is this is all the background. So we mentioned the phrase soul scalping earlier, and this is the process whereby reptilians, they suck out the souls of these politicians and other people in power Two examples right off the top of my head are the Pope and Justin Bieber. Those are you know <laughs> some of her examples, kind of just back to back. And once they suck out these souls, they can step into these bodies. And this is called soul scalping. Uh, it's too bad that Cormac McCarthy didn't write a book on the soul scalping trade, and he could have called it ectoplasm meridium. Oh, that would have been a good one. Big seller. Yeah, just, just kind of made a right turn in his career and just went to the uh, went the Sherry Shriner route. Yeah, that might have been better for all. I think of he us. missed out on a lot of money there. Yeah, he did. So here is Sherry Shriner's dissertation on soul scalping. Quote, in their insane desire to have human bodies as their own, aliens have perfected the ability to take a person's soul out of their body and put it elsewhere. This gives them access to a human body devoid of a soul. The body is a shell, a carcass, and they can take over and possess this body and use it for themselves. This is termed as walking in. There are two types of walk-ins. Aliens can walk in and possess a live human body and or a dead human 
Or in this instance, a live human has had their soul removed and then their body was taken over and walked in by an alien. So what happens to the souls? What is a soul? A soul is what makes you, you. We are souls and our bodies are just shells that cover our souls. Can we exist outside our bodies? Yes, as a spirit in spirit form. The aliens are kidnapping humans and taking out their souls and then putting these souls in storage containers, even boxes, <gasps> and then taking over the human bodies as their own. Oh, man. I mean, souls in storage containers, that's bad enough. But even boxes? Oh, yeah. That is just too horrifying to contemplate. For a human I just body. imagine some alien is moving and they have a storage container and it's just filled with cardboard boxes, just filled with souls. And it's... <laughs> Can you just months just hanging out in there? You're disgusting. Shriner continues. The person who was abducted and kidnapped is not dead. They are still alive, but now as a soul, they are trapped in that container or storage box. They were put into. They become prisoners imprisoned in these storage containers with no way out. Now, I know that Shriner says everyone stole from her, but this sounds a lot like she pulled in Eric Von Daniken and ripped off H.P. Lovecraft. In the Lovecraft story, The Whisper in Darkness, the aliens put the brains of people into containers or storage boxes as prisoners with no way out. Um, I know the brain and soul are not identical, but I mean, it's pretty close. So maybe she did rip off somebody else. No, no. H.P. Lovecraft ripped her off. Oh, even though he was that before is, her time? Yeah, he okay. got a time machine, Oh, traveled to the future and ripped her off. That's got to be true. And I'm sticking by it. That's, a, that's really good. That's a good uh, theory there. I like it. Yeah. At, at the end of this, again, going back to the facial bruises, apparently when a human body is devoid of a soul, it starts to bruise in the face. It's not explained why, uh, but this is how you know if you look at a politician or if you look at anyone in power and they've got bruises on their face, it's because it's not them anymore. Mm. It's their soul has been has been scalped and a reptile alien is now taking its place. And just an interesting side note, Schreiner links to a page by somebody else, Henry Macau, who excerpts a Sherry Schreiner article <laughs> on. <laughs> and so I don't know why Schreiner decided to go this kind of indirect route. It's like a telephone game. And what's interesting is, though, on this page by Henry Macau, he quotes Sherry Schreiner extensively, but he makes it very clear he does not agree with her beliefs about the Vatican or our Judeo-Christian well, heritage. That's, that's the important part, not, yeah. not the other content. You know, maybe Rihanna's an alien, maybe Justin Bieber's an alien, but the Pope is not an alien. Mm. Clearly not. That's a step too far. And speaking of these high-profile musicians, there's one in particular that Sherry Schreiner spends a lot of time on, and that is Taylor Swift. And I had to do a lot of research on this, so I hope everyone appreciates <laughs> Poor Dylan. Poor Dylan. everything I learned about this particular incident. Okay. On August 18th, 2017, Swift wiped her Instagram account clean. She deleted all the photos on her account. Then a couple days later on the 21st, she posted three silent 20-second clips that were kind of dark and spooky, and it was like a, a snake. Snake-tale. It was like a snake tail whipping around in there. And Shriner notes that the 21st, this is the day of the eclipse. Ooh, day of the eclipse. Did you ever see that movie Apocalypto made by that crazy man, Mel Gibson? Yes. So it's yes. So the day of the eclipse, it reminds me of that scene where the eclipse, the uh, solar eclipse happens 
while the Mayans are cutting off people's heads and tossing them down pyramids. So I don't wait, that a minute, scene, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It wasn't heads. Didn't they ripped out their hearts? Yeah. And their heads. Oh, it was the heads. They would too. cut off their heads. Oh, man. Yeah. They would do the heads and then the body. They would do the hearts and then uh, they would cut off their heads, too. And they would roll down their bodies. Apparently, they the Mayans did this, but it was even worse. So the movie toned it down. They would also cut off your limbs, too, I think. Oh, but that was right. like too much. I guess they was like, well, that'll give us the NC. Even stuff. Mel Gibson can't handle removing limbs. <laughs> Even Mel Gibson, the <laughs> the maestro of torture. <laughs> Even <laughs> Even he couldn't couldn't go that far. But I'm thinking, so imagine that scene. Let's go even further. Imagine the actual scene of the actual Mayan sacrificial victims, but with a Taylor Swift concert going on at the same time. <laughs> now, now imagine that. And that the horror is just beyond human conjecture. It's just, there's no way to fit that into the mind I think, of Homo sapiens. I think that is the horror that Sherry yeah. Shriner is feeling. I feel like that's where she's going with this. So for all our listeners, just have that image in mind and then you'll understand where she's coming exactly. from. Exactly. Why this is such a pertinent message for mankind. So when this happened, a lot of people were abuzz. We're wondering what's going on with Taylor Swift. Is this some kind of advertising for a new album or a new music video, whatever? Well, Sherry Schreiner knows what was going on. Quote, I commented saying I didn't believe Taylor Swift was still alive and that they're probably using clones of her organic robotoids, and that perhaps whatever occupied this body that looks like her wasn't quite human. I know people have a hard time getting their head around that kind of thing, but do some research. They've had the technology to create duplicates of people since right after World War II, and they use it all the time. They typically kill the original person after they have their DNA, a real-life puppet. They use it Pinocchio? all the time. Many famous people are dead and their clones are being used as a cash cow for the industry. But there might be a better explanation. Wait, what? Uh, there is? I, I know. So mm. it looks like this was all an ad for her first single. Look what you made me do for her new album Reputation, which came out a few days after the snake videos. I think we need to give Shriner some Occam's safety scissors. You could use them. <laughs> Definitely uh, the safety ones. Yeah, no, not, and, not, the, not the real one. And if but you look at the music video, it does have a lot of snake imagery. She's wearing snake jewelry. There's snakes mm. about, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But this still leaves unexplained why Swift opted for the snake imagery. Well, Shriner thinks all this just confirms her theory and that she's not wrong at all. Quote, the entire video is basically about how they killed her mm. and are using clones of her. Mm. The video starts out showing a gravestone with her name on it, and she sings about how she didn't like being controlled and the role they made her play. Mm. They show her in a white dress dead in a coffin in the ground. Then suddenly she's crawling up out of the ground, and you see her in a bathtub of diamonds. Diamonds represent fallen angels. Because why not? Uh, yeah. And now her eyes show she's not quite human. Then they show her on a throne with snakes all around it. And where she's singing about, I make my rules up from the dead. I do it all the time. Well, then she's fine then. Well, mm -mm. she goes on to sing about how life goes on for everyone else except for her. And she has a vengeance against those who killed her. Notice the part in the song where she's on the phone and she says, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Then all the clones of her talking to each other. Check this shit 
out. That's not very Christian of her to say shit. Well, the one thing I have to mention is that it's S-H underscore underscore. Oh, okay. It's something oh, she, she does a lot where she... Ethics, then. Yeah, she won't type out the whole thing. Okay, good for her. There still is, though, a different explanation no. for this. No way. I refuse and this is where my research really paid off. <laughs> so remember, the new album is called Reputation, and apparently Swift has a reputation <laughs> of being associated with snakes, specifically the snake emoji, right? This first happened when she was dating this guy, Calvin Harris. He's a musician guy. He released a song featuring Rihanna called This Is What You Came For. It turns out that this song was co-written by Taylor Swift. And Swift came publicly out about this. And she wrote it under a pseudonym, uh, Niels Schoberg. I don't know why that, that's her pseudonym, but it is. And so Harris, Calvin Harris got mad about this, like why she you know, released it. And he goes on a Twitter tirade. Uh, he says, like, look, she used the pseudonym on purpose, but she made it look like I'm a bad guy. Like, I hid the fact that she co-wrote the song or something like that. And then this started a trend of people not liking Taylor Swift. And on her social media, like her Twitter and Instagram or whatever, they would comment with a bunch of snake emojis. I don't know why they chose snakes. They just did. Because she's a snake. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe they're just all Sherry Shriner fans. Uh, and there's something of a, you know, a... Uh, an Ouroboros, a snake eating its own tail of snake emoji stuff. I see. I don't know. But there's another dimension of this, uh, which is she had a beef with Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West released a song called Famous, and it had the line, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. Hmm. Uh, Swift got a little miffed, and her team kind of came out and said this is misogynistic, and they never approved the use of the word bitch. It became oh. a whole thing. Dylan, I mean, come on. Kanye is a genius. Mm. You just don't understand genius when you see it. I mean, you act like this shit is regular. Well, I am not I'm not trying to adjudicate here the aesthetic value of the song. I'm just telling you what happened. Okay. So now Taylor Swift's like management team went public about not liking this. And then Kim Kardashian tweeted the following. Wait, it's legit National Snake Day. They have holidays for everybody. <laughs> I mean, everything these days. Oh. followed by a bunch of snakes, snake emojis. And then again, Taylor Swift got all these snake emojis. So why did I research all this? Well, apparently Swift was trying to reclaim the snake imagery and the video was about the death of a reputation and the rebirth is something new. And, you know, maybe not that she's an organic robotoid. I mean, maybe, you know, you have to, we, we're going to leave it to the listeners to decide, I'm but there might be another explanation. I'm going with robotoid. Organic robotoid. Yeah. I'm going with it. I mean, that's your that's your right as an American. Yep, it's my if right. That's what you think is true. Whatever the fuck I want. You can't change it. That's true. All right. And so that ends the Taylor Swift portion. <laughs> <laughs> Good research, Dylan. I think you did a, I, I, I just wanted a commendable to know. job, I must say. I really, I wanted to know the truth. And the truth involved reading about these Twitter battles between very rich and famous people. <laughs> All right. That's just what it required. So now we need to move on to something a little less important, namely a space she, war. She should write a, she should write a Taylor Swift song about this, about Shriner for the research. <laughs> look what, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> oh, a Taylor Swift pastiche. The same uh, villain. He's dead. Look what you made me do. 
I think that's the way that song goes. I think I've heard yeah. it before. Yes. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's it's along those lines. I actually did watch the entire video as part of my research. <laughs> um, you were again, dedicated to the research here. I needed to know. Good job. Anyway, there's also a space war going on in case anybody cared. You know, Taylor Swift, whatever. There's a space war going well, on. Well, obviously, our valiant president is creating the Space Force. So this might be Sh- Sherry war. Schreiner might actually have a good reason to create that Space Force. On December 5th, 2017, she claimed that a space war was afoot. And this is around, you know, this is uh, the beginning, the first year of Trump's administration. So maybe he's reading this stuff and thinking we got to have a front on in space. The sad thing is, I, I know you're you're joking, but that could be a serious statement. It would not be surprising to me. How the, anyway, yeah. go ahead. So. All right. So what's going on? Well. White hats say an earthquake in Dover, Delaware, was actually an attack on the airport for trafficking drugs from Afghanistan. Wait, wait, white hats? Are these like the American branch of a terrorist organization that Lyndon LaRouge, Putin and Assad warned us about? I don't know, because those are white helmets. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay, you know, this is the American branch. They're called white hats. Oh, oh, (laughs) so I legit didn't know what a white hat was. And I think it's literally just a word for good guys. Okay, I have no clue what that means. I literally think that's all it means. Like black hats and white hats. Okay. So I know QAnon really likes this phrase and they debate is somebody a white hat. That just means is somebody a good guy in, in their, you know, their galactic fictional universe. Okay. So when Shriner heard about this earthquake, her first suspicion was that they nuked Joe Biden's dumb ass again. <laughs> ass was not explicitly written. It was the blanks. So and what I like about this is that it's fine to joke about dropping a bomb on Joe Biden, but you can't say the word ass like that is totally unacceptable. <laughs> and we all know when you assume about dumb, you make a dumb ass out of you and me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she, you know, clears the thought of Joe Biden being nuked aside and she adopts the far more reasonable interpretation, which is that this is the start of a space war. <laughs> Quote, people are hearing noises from space. Could be a war or craft breaking the sound barrier as they come into our dimension. I'm sure CERN is busy as well. And I didn't realize that dimensions were separated by the sound barrier, but you know, whatever. No, yeah, sounds don't come from space because there is no sound in space. Oh, that's also, a good point. Besides that. As we've mentioned before, Dylan, um, you know, you're just not good at the say whatever you want game. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem here. So you just can't play. That's she's not good at it. Need to work on it. She continues by saying that she thinks some sort of event Hmm. could happen on the 25th, but doesn't say what the event is. Hmm. But always being savvy, she uses this opportunity to sell her organ blasters so people living near Chicago can pound the O'Hare airport with the stuff. <laughs> I think she mean pwned, which is an internet game mm. speak for owned, but you click yes. the P instead of the O, I think. Yes, that's right. All right, but we will have much more to say about the Oregon Blasters in a moment. But there's a few other things we need to handle first. Like the QAnon crowd, Shriner is convinced that there will be mass arrests of the NWO Cabal Swamp led by Bush, <laughs> Queen, Pope. So... And she even has evidence that these mass arrests are going to happen. An article about the arrest and possible murder of Saudi Prince Abdul Aziz bin Fahd after Mohammed bin Salman's purge. So I guess MBS is also a white hat. 
Well, I mean, if the white hats are an adjunct of the white helmets, it would explain why Assad hates them so much. Yeah. So MBS, definitely a good guy. Just (laughs) keep that in mind. And so with that out of the way, we can start talking about the Oregon blasters. But why would we need Oregon blasters? We don't even know what they are. Well, isn't it? Wait, wait. Isn't it an Oregon conclusion? Why? (laughs) I have to fill in. I have to do the puns because Brent's not here to play on words. (laughs) Oh, Brent. Brent would be Brent would be be proud. I can see Brent's orb is just vibrating wildly in the corner of my room. <laughs> it's really upset. Hi, Brent. Hi, guys. <laughs> you did a really good job. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Bye. Oh, right. see you later, Brent. Hi, Brent. Bye, Brent. So, Sherry Schreiner had a vision. Was this a dream? I don't know. She just calls it a vision. Maybe she was daydreaming again. Who knows? November seventh, twenty seventeen. This is what she described. A large creature explicitly not of this world was on top of a building. She says it was five stories tall, but I'm not sure if she meant the creature or the building. Mm. I assume the creature. She saw military shooting at this beast, and she took this vision to explain why the military was moving into cities. No, it wasn't just to impose martial law. Of course, that's part of it. It was also to combat creatures like the one in her vision. Man, Alex Jones needs to step up his game. I mean, creatures plus martial law is way worse than just martial law. Yeah, I mean, you can add basically martial law plus ice cream headache (laughs) is technically worse than a martial law. I mean, you just gotta, you could just add whatever you want that's bad and it's gonna be double bad. So where would these creatures be coming from? They are coming from CERN. Again, CERN is, she really does not like physics experiments. Quote, CERN has been bringing in creatures from space and hiding them away in different places. Eventually, the creatures will be released to roam the Earth, causing havoc and war against mankind. After all, she reminds us, Lucifer did the exact same thing. So clearly, it will happen again. (laughs) Thankfully, there is a weapon. Orgon blasters. She's good with the plugs. Quote, I'm not sure how successful trying to shoot these things is going to be. But at least we already know what will work. And that's my organ. It destroys evil. Nice. So we're going to just assume that everyone plagiarized off of Sherry Shriner. And so we're not going to say that she stole all her ideas from other places. But let's assume that she did. There's one thing she didn't totally steal, or at least she uniquely stole it, I guess we can say. And it's this notion of organ energy. So Orgon was originally postulated by the Freudian Marxist Wilhelm Reich, who discovered a blue glow on a sample of sand he was viewing under a microscope, and he assumed that this was like a new type of radiation, some kind of energy force that had not yet been put under the purview of science. He came to explain basically everything that happened via Orgon energy, including our orgasms or lack thereof. He was really obsessed with orgasms and communism. He thought... (laughs) He a had Freudian this whole Marxist thing would be obsessed with those things. Yeah. And even you could take away all the organ craziness and he was already crazy, but it's pretty great. But so he had this whole idea about this new energy source and Sherry Schreiner just ran with it. Schreiner's innovation was to weaponize organ in fighting against everything conspiracists hate, including quote, Satan, our government, 
assassins, witches, warlocks, Satanists, and all those who love Satan and hated Yah. You know, to confirm, you have Satan, Satanists, and then those who love Satan. These are three separate categories. Oh, well, sure, Dylan. I mean, I mean, come on. Satan is identical to himself, and Satanists, not identical to Satan, are simply those who follow Satan. But Satan doesn't love himself, and Satanists don't love him either. However, there are some people that do love him, but it must be ruled out that they can either be Satan or Satanists. I mean, this makes total sense to me, so. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, um, I did forget a few groups. Um, aliens and UFOs. Oh, okay. Well, that goes without saying. There are also all sorts of things you could fight with Orgon that even the apostles could not see, you know, all the way back in Jesus's time. And this is, Shriner specifically says this, <laughs> even the apostles couldn't see. You know, they couldn't predict satellite weapons or heart weather weapons or chemtrails or chip implantation or vaccinations and flu shots or, you know, elf weapons, extremely low frequency weapons. Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that, too. But OK, good. No, 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 no. And actually, with the elf weapons, you might remember the Navy Yard shooter. He actually wrote my elf weapon on his gun, which was evidence that he was mentally ill and taken in by these conspiracies. But the conspiracists thought, oh, no, it just means that he actually is being targeted by the government oh, and he's fighting back. Um, but sadly, he just was mentally ill. Um, the other things the apostles couldn't predict that you can combat with organ energy include RNM weapons, which is remote neural monitoring, microwave weapons, quote, it never ends. <laughs> So all sorts of stuff you can combat with Orgon. Very helpful. It's a good thing she sells it. Thankfully, the Lord actually told Shriner all about Orgon. <laughs> so what, what is it? Well, Sherry explains, quote, Orgon is a crystal-based defense weapon using piezoelectric energy that produces an ancient energy we know as aether energy. Aether energy is a positive life and healing energy. It is also known in some forms as chi energy, and the Bible codes mm. describe it as Yah's breath. It is seen as a blue aura around Earth. And again, that blue aura, that's what uh, Wilhelm Reich saw when he was looking at that sand. And is Yah, so I'm guessing Yah is short for Yahweh, right? Yes, exactly. It's almost like, she, speaking of Kanye West, Yi, you know? It's like, yeah, ye? yeah, so yeah. It's Yah. Okay, good. It's mm. good branding. It is good branding. And I mean, this also, this makes sense why Kanye West was ripping on Taylor Swift. He knew she was a reptile in disguise. <laughs> and, and, yay, and yay is really fighting for us, for the people. Okay, good. Now, Orgone sounds great, but it has a detrimental effect on all the bad guys in the universe. So aliens and demons, they can't be anywhere near it. Uh, humans possessed by aliens or demons are burned, asphyxiated, and break out in rashes and boils if they are near Orgone. You know, I wonder, though, if there's a subculture of aliens and demons that are into BDSM and use Orgon as part of their kink kit. That might Ooh, be there could be. And in that case, it wouldn't be effective against them. So there would be at least a minority that it would be ineffective towards. Yeah, that's a good point. But we haven't even scratched the surface of what Orgon can do. And luckily, Shriner has a complete, <laughs> complete list. Quote. It absorbs and eliminates chemtrails, neutralize the evilness of the towers, repel evil entities and the aliens. Towers. Keep though, keep them out of your yard and home. I don't know what towers, any towers, all the towers. <laughs> Protect your home, yard, then cover your neighborhood, town, or city. 
If you don't protect your areas, they're going to be stopping grounds for the Anuk and demons. These last days when the veil is lifted are not going to be friendly. Clean the air and help you breathe better. Oregon can help those with asthma and those with breathing problems. It eliminates toxins, poisons, and radiation from the air. Defeats chemtrails and keeps your skies clear. I don't know why she mentions chemtrails twice. Improves breathing, helps those with asthma. Again, this is the same list. It promotes natural health, keeps you from catching every flu virus under the sun. It knocks out bad thunderstorms before they get to your area. Chills out tornadoes headed your way. Wow. Asphyxiates evil. Aliens can't breathe around it. And it burns them. Keeps demonic entities out of your home and yard. Nullifies the effects of the strong subliminal messaging NWO towers erected everywhere. It stops elf attacks. It helps you sleep better. Stops sleep abductions. Amidst positive energy, evil can't stand being around it. A defensive weapon in the last days to combat aliens and the NWO. Stops headaches and migraines. Improves overall health. Those areas gifted with Oregon suffer the least amount of damage from hurricanes. David killed Goliath with a stone. We're killing the giants in our day with Oregon blasters that look like hockey pucks. <laughs> what a list. What a list. Wow. Okay. Anyway, but you, so not only all that, but it's a little throwback to the crystal healing episodes you and Brent did. It turns out Oregon also neutralizes crystal skulls. Oh. Mm -hmm. As Shiner says, quote, in Ohio, they have the serpent mounds. And we went down several years ago and the new agers were having a this big brouhaha about the skulls. Remember that? They had this huge thing in rituals about the skulls, crystal skulls. And so just to piss them off, <laughs> we went down to the serpent mound area of Ohio and orgoned it really well. I don't know what the whole reasoning was behind all that crystal skull stuff, but I assumed we sabotaged it with the orgone. <laughs> <laughs> so also uh, here's a fun tidbit about Oregon from the New Republic article that we'll get into later on quote Shriner sold her own version of the Oregon shooter available for purchase through one of her websites she claimed the hunks of what appeared to be oven melted plastic and glitter would repel demons and kill aliens standalone Oregon rocks quote unquote retailed for $34 plus shipping she wasn't kidding they do look like hockey pucks they do look like <laughs> something a pyromaniac kid who, you know, got a hold of his of his sister's Barbie dolls would, you know, melt down and turn into. I never actually looked at them. Yeah, they're I mean, literally, they, they're shaped like hockey pucks. Nice. So Oregon does a lot. It's going to help you with all your problems. But how do you actually use it? Well, it depends on your situation. So let's say you're dealing with demons. If you got demons in your home, you got to stuff your home with Oregon. Sure, they'll be angrier than usual for a day or two, <laughs> but then they will leave because they can't be near Yah's breath. Put it under your bed and in your bedroom to finally get a good night's rest. It can even help your kids. And this is a quote. <laughs> Are your kids complaining of night terrors? Stop laughing at them and put our organ in their bedrooms. <laughs> and only then can you start laughing at them again. <laughs> I, was, I was in Barnes & Noble doing... After my Taylor Swift research, I was doing my demon killing research. <laughs> like, why are you laughing at your kids when they tell you about night terrors? Jesus. <laughs> so that's all right. So that's that's the demons. What about aliens? If you see a bunch of UFOs skulking around your home, you got to saturate your yard, neighborhood and your entire town <laughs> with Oregon. And then you could just watch them disappear. And, what a chore. And yes, I said town. Yeah, it's a chore. Are you not committed to Yah's plan to get rid of the UFOs? 
they might not just leave. You actually might make some of these UFOs crash. <laughs> and a lot of times you'll see stories in the news about meteors. Mm. And you know, those are really just falling UFOs. So just get that straight. Now, one thing you might know and you might be thinking, well, do I have to get Oregon? Aren't there other alternatives that we can use? And there are, but they're not as effective. So you could wage spiritual warfare, for example, via prayer, but you would have to constantly be on alert and constantly pray. Wow. And also, by the time you start praying, you're already under attack. Jesus. And wait, wait, constantly, constantly pray. Oh, my God. Yeah constant every single second like if you want to actually be an effective spiritual warrior i mean again this is why you want to go the oregon route is because you don't have to worry about constant prayer the other alternative is you can anoint your home with holy oil but again this only lasts a week or two and then you have to keep anointing every Mm. single week or two because oregon doesn't have these flaws it never runs out and it emits aether energy every second of the day it's it's like buying a little constant prayer rock and that you don't have to do it. Now, there are people who think that Oregon is a bunch of bunk, that it's a bunch of baloney, that none of this stuff works. Well, there's two possibilities for those people. First is those people, they might just not be enough of a threat to Satan. So they don't understand the constant warfare that true people like Shriner and her ilk are involved in. Or... The people who are saying that Oregon is bunk science are simply part of the NWO cabal aligned with Satan who want to destroy Shriner and the truth she has to reveal. So those are the only two options. Either you're not a threat to Satan or you're just aligned with Satan. It's the best argument since the C.S. Lewis Jesus was either, what was it, a madman, a liar, or he was telling the truth. It's the best choice offering I've seen since C.S. Lewis for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other thing to remember about organ is that you have to get the right kind of organ because there's all sorts of people selling it. You got to get the right stuff. What Yah likes and Shriner just happens to sell is POE, positive organ energy. But all over eBay and the Internet, people are selling DOE, dead organ energy. Satan loves DOE because it is evil energy. Quote, she should have called it NOE. It would have been negative orgone energy because that would have been first you could call it no right yeah it's good branding it is good branding and it's negative which is the opposite of positive so it makes more sense so i think she missed an opportunity anyway go ahead yeah uh, yeah i'm not sure what she would say about that anyway quote just because someone else calls their product orgon doesn't mean it is beware of ebay sellers that claim they sell orgon if they add or subtract ingredients to their organ, it isn't organ, but something else. Mm. And it certainly won't do the same things my organ does. In fact, theirs can harm you. They're part of the problem, not the solution. You know, I prefer my organ to be natural, organic, non-GMO, non-growth hormone, non-antibiotic, fair trade, and with recycled packaging. Anything less is satanic, period. No, I agree. I fully agree. I mean, we got to go with Shriner's organ. I'm a little worried now that she's passed on that. How are we going to get that pure organic organ that's going to help us crash the UFOs and keep us from laughing at our children? (laughs) So or so you might be wondering, Okay, organ is super effective against all the bad people. They are, however, trying to mount a defense. 
and they're doing it under the guise of science, specifically under the guise of neutrino detectors. This is something they say they're building, but don't be fooled. Mm. One of these is the Super Kamiokande in Japan, and it's billed as a neutrino detector. That's what they want you to think, though. What this is doing is it treats organ air, and it turns the POE into DOE. And again, that's what Satan and the aliens and all the rest are really into. And I hate to break it to you, the White House is even installing one of these devices. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, but I'm assuming now that we finally have a president fighting on the, for the forces of good that this installation has been stopped, right? I hope so. Um, I haven't been able to find updates on this because this there's a New York Times story about this from 2011. And they commented that there was a giant construction project outside of the White House. And it was this big ass hole outside of the White House gates. It had been going on for 17 months at the time of reporting. And every day, massive concrete blocks were lowered several stories into this mystery hole. And the official story is a bit murky. One official said, quote, it is security related construction. Even we don't know exactly what. Hmm. And then there were two cameramen who were at the scene filming and they were kind of joking about it. One said, it's all about air conditioning, right? Said one when asked what he knew about the work being done. Yeah, that's right. Replied another with a smirk. Air conditioning. Mm, I see what's going on. So here. even they know this is malarkey. What they're again, this is another neutrino detector, quote unquote, that's designed to counteract the POE organ and turn into DOE organ. The public constantly being lied to. I'm so sick of it. I know, but luckily they don't work. Uh, <laughs> Sherry Schreiner just claims they don't work. So I am not worried about it. I was for a bit, but now I'm, I was, you know, cause I was like, finally we can fight the aliens. We could fight the demons. We could fight the cabal. We can drain the swamp <laughs> once and for all. And then I read about these neutrino detector things and I was oh, great. But now we know they don't work. So I don't know why she even mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it could be just to assuage worries. Maybe she knew I found I would find out somewhere else. Um, but I would have, frankly, I would have been better off if she just didn't say anything. Oh, man. Now, you might not want to just rely on Sherry Shriner's word about Orgon. Maybe you want a higher source. Well, Orgon is mentioned in the Bible codes. Is it? Specifically, these phrases in the Bible codes. Oval fruit generation, functional fruit heroism generation, oval glory generation, holy fruit, and brown circle. Now, you might think it's wrong to associate these random phrases with organ, but that is because you're a Satanist. I mean, mm. it, it, when, you're, when you're not blocked by the Satanic forces trying to control your mind, you immediately understand that all these phrases are clearly talking about organ. I must confess, like Winston Smith, I did commit that thought crime. Mm -hmm. Thought, you know, it was wrong to associate these random phrases with organ blasters. I mean, it was just, I'm sorry to say. I well, I'm glad. I thank you for your honesty. And we'll just have to book you a trip to the Sherry Shriner re-education camp. Ooh. And we'll get you all fixed up. Okay. Or you'll, we'll die trying. But, you know, either way, you'll be fine. Schreiner loves to imagine how fucked Satan is going to be when he goes one-on-one -on -one with Orgon Power Jesus. Quote, 
Can you imagine the shock and horror of this man of sin to arrive as God or Messiah and he's covered in boils? Lol! <laughs> and the laughter of God's people? Satan won't be able to heal himself, yet he can heal others and try to persuade them of who or what he is. The Bible codes say it's comical and an embarrassing defeat of Satan's forces who fully intend on arriving as angelic hosts. You know, I, I can I can see it. Uh, Jesus running around spraying Satan at 16 frames a second with Oregon while Benny Hill music <laughs> plays in the background. It's very comical. It is very comical. Yeah, it's the uh, the first uh, pie in the face was an Oregon pie. It was right in Satan's face. Now, one thing we've we've noted, there's a lot of Christian talk, you know, a lot of, you know, Jesus and Satan and Jan, all that. What does Schreiner think about other Christians who maybe are not as into her brand of Christianity as she is? Well, she thinks they're not doing nearly enough to fight the NWO. Quote, slackers. There are so many Christians today who think it's their job to just sit on their butts and do nothing about the NWO, but argue and rail against those who are doing something to battle against it for the most high here on earth. It's not our duty as his people to ever sit on our butts and just wait on him. He uses his people to implement his plans. Even if it's just one person or a band of 50 or 500, he will accomplish his purposes through them. It's easy to see how one of Satan's coming biggest defeats on earth is handed to him by just a handful of people who love the Lord and walk and talk. Why? Because the majority of believers today are sleeping, lazy, fearful, and kidding themselves of who and what they think they are in the Lord. In reality, a fragment, a group of people out of the 144,000 who are already awake and know who they are in him are the first ones to toss the NWO its first major defeat and victory for Jehovah. Many people today are in denial of who they are. Inwardly, they know they were born for a reason to be here in the last days because I hear from many of them. They just fight it and in reality are fighting him and losing reward for being cowards and fear mongers who will lose their position and rewards in him if they don't get off their butts and start fulfilling his calling he has for them. If you feel led to do something, then do it. Your instinct is usually him trying to get your attention. Yes, rise up and do something useless, goddammit. <laughs> Are you suggesting buying these organ blasters isn't useful? I am suggesting that, yes. <sighs> now, I'm actually doing more than suggesting it. I'm just say it. <laughs> This is useless bullshit. I'll just say it right now. Oh, well, fine. Also, just a quick reminder. Uh, she keeps mentioning the 144,000. And that's actually if you go to our Book of Revelations episode, you'll see that number plays a big role in the Book of Revelations in the New Testament. So keep that in mind. OK, so you might be thinking, you know, I don't really believe in UFOs. I don't believe in demons. Why would I need Oregon? Well, there are some other creatures you might believe in, namely vampires, <laughs> namely zombies. Yeah, they're totally real and they totally succumb to Oregon too. Schreiner even <laughs> gives us a link to a secret government agency that handles them, the Federal Vampire and Zombie Agency. Oh god. Now, there's a link, again, there's a link to this agency and I went there and it is a horribly designed HTML 1.0 website, as I imagined. But then I found out that there is a comic book 
called the Federal Vampire and Zombie Agency. And so this is either a fan site for that comic book or it's it's an official. I don't know if it's an official. Like I, the I hope it's not put an, it up, you're saying? Yeah, I really hope not because it's it's real. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally, just just get a Squarespace site. It's fine. And this is where so I don't normally do this like until the end. But this is when like, oh, she's like a just a con artist like this isn't even there's no pretense of this of this being you know there's all these weird in between cases that we've covered this is just chicanery at the <laughs> highest level there's just no way she thinks this is legitimate i just fail to believe it but i do believe look i do believe that the organ blasters are probably effective against vampires and zombies so praise yahweh praise at least there's yahweh. that so just one one last thing to get out of the way before uh, we we learn about the real stuff that that Forrest uh, has bringing to the table. Oh yeah, think way back, right? Think uh, Noah building an ark. Turns out back in the day there were fallen angels, i.e. aliens. They're I think one of the same thing for Shriner. They abducted and impregnated human women, and the child born to these women were giants, the Nephilim from the Bible. And of course, these fallen angels they were also crossbreeding with animals. Uh, although we couldn't find the biblical confirmation of that, or at least I couldn't, but you might think, well, that's back then. We don't have to worry about that now. Well, it's the last days right now. And the last days will be like the days of Noah. And that is why we are also experiencing rampant alien abduction, hybridization, and crossbreeding. You're absolutely right, Dylan. And it gets even worse because in the film themselves are still with us, only asleep. Ooh, that's sleep. That's why the title of my next section of the podcast is Obama, Eisenhower, the Aryan race, aliens, Hitler, giants, and why everyone, simply everyone is moving to Antarctica. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is powerful. What powerful stuff. So in 2016, in a YouTube video, because of course, YouTube is where we get the truth <laughs> these days. Yeah. And the video. I, I, I know she's been demonetized. I hope so. Was that in the article <laughs> or? No, I'm just. Oh, you're kidding. I'm just, I hope she was demonetized. <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm just, uh, you know, keeping up with current events and you know, making the relevant jokes here. Yeah, no. So in a YouTube video titled Antarctica Giants Events Coming Up, Schreiner fills us in on the 2016 election, Giants, and of course, why everybody's moving to Antarctica. Wait, wait, wait. Is that news to you? That everyone's so moving? not really. Oh. Like, I figured, I mean, it's going to be the only cold place on Earth pretty soon. So, you know, I was. <laughs> I was thinking of moving there myself. I can't stand a hot environment. I agree. That's a very good point. I'll see you in Antarctica in the next 50 years. <laughs> so Schreiner says, quote, one of the things that's caught my attention lately is all the drama with the Antarctica. You know, it's certainly not something we're used to even hearing about. I'm pretty sure I always thought the Antarctica was a small patch of ice down on the South Pole. And whenever they show you pictures of the Antarctica... They show you a few little buildings for scientific and research and stuff like that. They don't, you know, they're never, they, they've met, never made a big deal out of Antarctica ever. And now it's in the news a lot. Come to find out, hey, Antarctica is pretty big. It's two times the size of the United States. Who would have thought? <laughs> all, you, all you ever see is a patch of ice and snow, maybe some mountains and glaciers melting. So they want you to think and push their global warming. Couple of theories going on. One, uh, I just want to interrupt real quick and okay. let our listeners know that 
Forrest is reading this as it is typed. Yes. Uh, so, so I just I listened to the video and typed it out verbatim. And this is yeah. the way she says it. Yes. I it's, just want everyone to know that. That's why the grammar is beyond fucked. So Obama was in Antarctica a couple months ago. And then that started a trail of everybody else heading to the Antarctica. The Pope's been there. The Russian Orthodox leader's been there. All these Illuminati families are head, heading down there. So there's obviously something they want to see with their own eyes, you know, especially if there's something interesting going on because Obama, as wishy-washy as he is, and the bench writer that he is on all things, <laughs> he, he always likes to see things with his own eyes or hear it with his own ears. So, so I guess he's an empiricist, so that's good. <laughs> him and Molyneux. Like this. Molyneux should the, like him. Like this. Yeah. So... Quote, he's one of those kinds of people. And so there's something going on down there to see. I like this. <laughs> so Obama, I imagine, is part of the Illuminati, according to, you know, he's part of the NWO cabal. But that's not even her insult. Her insult is that he's wishy-washy and a bench writer. So when, the, when there's an Illuminati, uh, like, Council of Foreign Relations softball game, they're just keeping Obama on the bench. He can't, you know... <laughs> He's not doing a whole lot there. <laughs> the bench rider in all things. Well, that's the thing. Like with Obama, <laughs> on the one hand, he's this wishy-washy weakling. But on the other, he's this horrible tyrant. So you just, you got to play both ways. Yeah, yeah. What is it that these Illuminati leaders are congregating towards? Underground cities, of course. So, Dylan, these underground cities connect places as distant and disparate as Antarctica, Mongolia, and Nevada. And again, I still think the real conspiracy is that global warming is totally real and they just want to get dibs on the only place humans will be able to live. There it go. There I think being the anti on the conspiracy. Conspiracy. I like it. I like it. So who runs these cities? Schreiner tells us they are quote tall whites. Mm, so yes. Who or what are the tall whites? Schreiner has the answer. Quote, tall whites are a tall Nordic race, very blonde, very blue eyed. And these are the Aryan race that Hitler referred to. When he wanted to create the Aryan race, it wasn't a German Nazi race he wanted to recreate on Earth. It was after these tall whites, this alien race. He called them Aryans. Sensible. This is great revisionist history. Yeah. It's truly astounding. Yeah. So, you know, it should be noted that Hitler ran into these aliens by happenstance while exploring the South Pole. And that's just for the historical record. Oh, certainly. Certainly. He was looking for, for the Aryan Santa Claus. <laughs> but, but that's the North Pole. You that's know, the North just, Pole. He, he, he got up. his poles mixed up. What an idiot. So then, according to Schreiner, certain angels rebelled against heaven and wanted to fuck earth women, as you kind of alluded to earlier. This resulted in the Nephilim, a biblical race of giants. Uh, but what Dylan didn't mention is that this constant breeding and interbreeding and orgy of angel, animal, alien, human fucking all resulted in the Aryan angels separating themselves uh, in terms of lineage from Satan's reptilian race. Schreiner claims reptilians are fallen angels that, quote, floss their looks. So even though these fallen angels are, quote, pretty much reptilians, she makes a clear distinction between your run-of-the-mill Aryan and run-of-the-mill reptilian. Schreiner says, quote, the watchers never lost their looks. You know, when they were judged, they were just kicked out of heaven. They lost their angelic powers, but they never lost their looks. And so they still look very angelic, you know, very tall, very blonde, very blue-eyed. And they didn't lose their looks. <laughs> and so... They kind of made their own community around Earth, and they were also very dominant in the Pleiades and Andromeda galaxy. 
They're also very noted for living in Mount Shasta in California, but they moved to Hawaii. <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of the YouTube makeup tutorial people are some of these <sighs> Nordics, these tall whites. So the one thing I didn't get, maybe you could break this down for me. So we've got Aryans, yes. our fallen angels. Yes. The reptilians are also fallen angels, but they're different. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's what's weird is uh, <laughs> not that this makes any sense to begin with. But there was, yeah, the, the fallen angels were broken up into groups and there were the ones that kept their looks and the ones that lost their looks. Now, why? So the ugly ones. Yeah. But why Satan and his demons had to <laughs> have new looks and look like reptilians and these other watchers didn't? I don't know. It's just, it must have been that they weren't as rebellious, maybe. 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 The truly rebellious kind. I mean, it could just condemned. be natural selection, you know, it could just be lookist based natural selection. Oh, actually, where that, yeah, no, actually getting back. To, I lost I lost uh, my train of thought. Apparently. Well, wait, no. Then the film, though, were born of the Aryans. So, yeah, she, she kind of makes it as if the breeding, the interbreeding thing was what separated the races. But at the same time, it's like, but they start they were already fallen and started fucking earth women and they didn't lose their looks yeah you see what i'm trying to say so it's like a weird contradiction <sighs> wait wait a contradiction in her in her eschatology i know, I know. i'm it, sorry i have to apologize be? to our listeners we're just we are amateur shrinerites <laughs> we haven't yet fully grasped the range of truths available and so i just have to apologize in advance. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, hopefully we'll be able to one day fully understand what's going on here. Let's get back to these aliens. And there were apparently some tech exchanges uh, between aliens and humans. And uh, the Aryans gave Hitler alien technology and the Greys gave Eisenhower alien technology. However, both races, the Greys and the aliens, made the same stipulation to their respective counterparties. Germany and the United States could not use it for war ever. So I guess they included Paul Potter's no warmongery clause in all the instruction manuals. Yes, they did. And, and they knew that would be effective. <laughs> and if you want to know more about Paul Potter's no warmongery clause and how to build UFOs, check out the How to Build a UFO series. Under exactly. You'll get a lot from that. So the exchanges in technology took place in the mythic Hindu city of Shambhala for the Germans, and Area 51 for the United States. So just to make sure everyone understands, Area 51 is in the middle of fucking nowhere in Nevada. And what do we know about Nevada? It fucking sucks. There's just <laughs> desert and rocks and bullshit. And graboids. And where are the Nazis taking the aliens to a city which doesn't even exist? Shambhala, <laughs> which is this beautiful gardens. I looked up pictures or, you know paintings yeah. of it or whatever and it's this beautiful it's like yeah it's paradise and so clearly way more impressed with the nazis i can see that siding they with made them. us build a base for the exchange where shambhala already exists in eternity yeah man you know, they so. just i i can't believe are... the nazis lost <laughs> oh also as part of a deal with the united states the grays were allowed to abduct people however the government had their own stipulation for that deal we didn't just let the aliens do whatever they wanted, you see. The aliens could only abduct people if they kept a list of who they abducted and submitted it to the government. God. Now, now the, Greys, the Greys apparently broke their agreement with Eisenhower, however, oh. and it turns out they were abducting more people than they were listing. And it gets even worse. Oh, Shiner no. says, quote, 
It was somewhere in Eisenhower's presidency he realized they weren't just abducting humans for breeding experiments, but they were eating them. They were eating them. And he was horrified, <laughs> totally horrified. And that's when he had In God We Trust printed on the currency. So, so what does this mean? What this means is that Eisenhower, it wasn't the alien medical torture or rape <laughs> that really no. bothered him. It was just the fact that the aliens were hungry. That's what really bothered him. I, I do like that how Eisenhower makes a deal and it's like, well, yeah, you can abduct people and rape them and shove shit up their ass and make them give births to beings <laughs> against their will. You can't eat but them. You can't eat them. <laughs> like, that's when he got horrified. I also Before just like, okay. why do they want a fucking list? What are they doing <laughs> with this list of abducted people? Like, what role is that serving? It's almost <laughs> as if Shriner just made it up off the top of her head. I mean, right? almost. But I really like almost. I want to see the files. Like, <laughs> what are they doing with it? <laughs> and speaking of which, you know, Shriner, we know she's humble and all that. So she yeah. keeps it humble about her lack of knowledge. As she goes on to say that she's not sure whether it was Eisenhower or FDR that first learned the aliens were eating people. Mm. But the important point is that it was discovered they were eating people. And that's that. What we do know for sure is it wasn't Truman because, come on, that guy had no idea what was going on. Did he ever have any idea what was going on? No, 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 no. no. He didn't really win the war. Mm -mm. He just piggybacked off all the hard work FDR did. Yeah. And Oppenheimer. Yeah. Now we're going into the totally non-anti-Semitic part. Oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the non-anti-Semitic part. This is the part that you can totally say is not anti-Semitic. Yeah, of course. So Schreiner says that all people in society that rise to wealth and power are allowed to only because they come from the same reptilian bloodline. And obviously, reptilians only look out for themselves. Mm -hmm. So no anti-Semitic overtones here. No way. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So with that little interlude, let's get back to Antarctica. Yes. That's where all the actions. Yeah. Um, it turns out that the underground tunnels have two story tall doorways leading to the underground cities. And deep under the Arctic ice, there lies the giants. They are in a coma and they're going to wake up soon. I've been waiting. You had you had that foreshadowing at the beginning. I've been waiting for these giants to get back in here. Yep. yep here, here we go. This is I was building up to it. I'm glad that the anticipation method worked. Ooh, spooked. The tactic. All right. So Schreiner says, quote, yeah, there's going to be giants. Yeah, I've had visions of them and it's horrifying. You know, I'm not going to be horrified because I'm going to be in the hands of the father. But when you see these things, it's like the kind of giants that you see in Jack and the Beanstalk. You've got 30 foot giants running after humans and they're going to come to life. <laughs> they're going to come out of their rocks and their caves and their Stacy's chambers under the earth. And they're going to come to life and they're going to roam the earth, you know. And can you imagine one of them showing up in the cities populated as New York and then people just running like crazy, <laughs> like rats in a cage, amazed, try to run, get away from the giants. And they just reach down. They pick up a human and take a bite and bite its head <laughs> off, pull their limbs off, their legs off. And they're I saw this in visions, you know, and that's why I know it's going to happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so I agree with her. It is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and so you might be thinking, so what? This is just a goofy YouTube video. It's no harm. You might think that. I don't know, you man. A giant right. in New York? I, I, that's pretty scary. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, come on. It's all bullshit. So oh. no harm, right? Oh, okay. No harm. 
But here's the thing. You'd be wrong to think there was no harm in this stuff. Yeah. Because in a recent June 3rd, 2019 article for the New Republic called How YouTube Became a Breeding Ground for a Diabolical Lizard Cult by Jake Flanagan, we're informed about how, quote, a mysterious murder reveals the ways in which the video sharing site has spread conspiracies of all kinds, very much including those created by right-wing supporters of President Trump. Flanagan reports, quote, on March 25th, Barbara Rogers shuffled into the Court of Commons Pleas in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, with her dark hair parted neatly down the middle. She wore a plain cardigan and skirt over stockings with flats. Lowering her head between hunched shoulders, she averted her eyes from the scrum of snapping cameras. The 44-year-old looked more like a dazed child than what she alleged to be, a doomsday cultist who murdered the love of her life. The events that brought Rogers to court unfolded two years prior. In the early hours of July 15, 2017, Rogers shot 32-year-old Stephen Mineo in the head at point-blank range in his Colbaugh Township home. This wound was fatal. My boyfriend had a gun, she told a 911 dispatcher about 20 minutes later. He told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh God, he's dead. Later, Rogers told police that the pair had recently been ousted from an online cult and that Mineo had, been, had become so distressed as a result that he lost the will to live. According to reports, Minio handed Rogers a 45 caliber semi-automatic Glock, sat cross-legged on the floor, and asked her to put a bullet in his skull. The truth of this account remains in dispute. The sole corroborating witness, after all, is dead, and his admitted killer reportedly changed her story several times afterward. None of it was sufficient to convince a jury of Rogers' innocence. On March 29th, she was convicted of murder in the third degree. I mean, I think I understand the jury's reticence to believe her. The he asked me to shoot him in the head defense generally doesn't work. Right. I mean, it generally doesn't work. But so here's the thing. I obviously don't know exactly what happened, but yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Let's put it that way, because stuff does get so crazy with uh, these beliefs. Yeah, it's 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 hard to know at all what happened. And uh, well, which online cult was this? Well, you guessed it. Shriners, of course. Mm. Again, for legal clarification, we're not saying this is a cult. We're only saying the New Republic article says it is, and it seems like maybe that's probably perhaps right. Yeah. And Flanagan continues, quote, The schism that sundered Shriner and Rogers also had its roots on Facebook. The beef between them was both literal and figurative. In April 2017, Rogers posted to Facebook a seemingly benign appreciation of steak tartare. This is the best thing ever with cut up minced garlic, she wrote. Shriner took this to mean Rogers was not human, but a reptilian occultist. <laughs> that means she's into ingesting blood, Shriner wrote on Facebook in May of that year. Eating raw hamburger is a symbol that you are part of the vampire succubus societies. Rogers is a witch. I can confirm that at this point. I'm hey, really glad Shriner never met me when I, I know, worked I was about to say, at I Dreamers. I know you're a warlock now, Dylan. I know that you're a warlock because you always order shit rare as fuck. <laughs> But luckily, I'm a vegetarian now, so that doesn't really come up. But, uh -oh. but yeah, especially, I mean, especially raw hamburger she focuses on here. When I worked at Dreamer's Bar and Grill, that's basically all I ate. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I remember you. I remember we were somewhere before and you told the waitress, I want it as raw as legally possible. Yeah, that's what I say. Well, because when you so if you go to a steak place, they understand people like rare steak. But when you go to regular restaurants, they're very fidgety about serving rare stuff because they could get sued. And so you have to communicate, no, 
if you if you're really bombastic, you'll actually get what you want. <laughs> so quoting uh, the article, Shriner possibly levied this bizarre accus- accusation against Rogers because by her own admission, she did not approve of her relationship with Mineo. Rogers was turning Mineo into an animal, she wrote in a Facebook post published after Mineo's death. She pulled him away from those who cared about him. According to his friend Laurie Alexander, Mineo began to question certain points of Shrinerite theology. He started to question some of the Oregon stuff, she says. <laughs> I wonder why. I have no clue why you would ever question that. Seems lock, rock solid. Oh. Or I guess hockey puck solid. Uh, Quoting uh, the article, Alexander believes the raw meat controversy was pretext for expelling Rogers from the ministry. Schreiner perhaps believed that Mineo would return to the fold with Rogers out of the picture. That was her M.O., Alexander says. When someone went against her, even a little, she declared them reptilian. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our, I think that should be our uh, M.O. as well. Uh, whenever someone says something snarky on social media, we just, you know, send them a reptilian gif and Everyone will know what we're, <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> so, quoting the article further, If this was Shriner's plan, it failed. Siding with Rogers, Mineo produced a series of since-deleted videos for his own YouTube channel in which he condemned Shriner as a fraud, according to the Daily Beast. In the final installment, uploaded four days before his death, he declared members of the cult mentally sick. Did Stephen Mineo ultimately succ- succumb to Shriner's manipulative pressure, asking Barbara Rogers to shoot him? Or did Rogers murder her boyfriend in cold blood? The verdict, third-degree homicide, does not denote an intentional killing, but requires some showing of malice or extreme disregard for human life on the killer's part. It indicates that the jury struggled to understand precisely what occurred. Over the course of a nine-hour deliberation, they peppered the judge with questions about the meaning of intent, first, versus third-degree murder, and guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. In the meantime, Barbara Rogers will return to court for sentencing in June. The typical sentence for third-degree homicide in Pennsylvania falls between 10 and 20 years imprisonment. And that concludes this insane story. Absolutely, yeah. That's it for Sherry Schreiner. And as we mentioned before, she did pass away in 2018 of natural causes. And so... Mm. But her Patreon page lives on as a reminder that we have fewer patrons than she does. So, Forrest, what did you learn most in this episode? What most intrigued you? Um, well, I, I, I think we should talk a little bit about the open con artist aspect of uh, Sherry Schreiner a bit. Yeah. So I listened to a few of her videos and it was clear that she's just making this stuff up off the top of her head. I mean, we even counted a few con- few contradictions in what she was saying in the video um, on Antarctica. Yeah, as soon as you get like an editor in the room, it starts to fall apart. Like where it's not even, you don't have to debunk anything. You just have to, all right, we're going to clean up the theory. Yeah, it's not even consistent on its own terms. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that people will buy into this stuff and believe it. And I, it's very strange to me. Yeah. I, you know what's interesting, though, is that there's something even more dangerous than believing in bullshit. And I think that that's the unwillingness for smart people to believe that people can believe bullshit like this. I'll give you an example. Um, one of our mutual friends, I won't, I won't name him, but uh, I was watching a documentary. It's once. totally Brent. <laughs> not, not Brent. But, uh, I just don't want to name anyone on the podcast. 
podcast in case they don't want to be named. I don't think he would care, but I was watching a documentary with him. This was years ago. And it was about these jihadists in somewhere. I think they were in Afghanistan. I don't remember exactly where, but it was in the whole war on terror thing. And the documentarian was following them around from their day-to-day duties of trying to, you know, kill the American invaders or whatever. The stuff that they were saying was the very, stereo- the very stereotypical stuff about blowing themselves up for, you know, for sex slaves in heaven, basically. And you realize that these jihadists, this like jihadist cult, like, okay, they, they actually believe this stuff. And then, like my friend, though, he said, well, this obviously is, this documentary is fake. And it was created by the CIA as a way to like tar these people because there's no way that like a human being could actually believe the stuff that they're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. There is this problem of just because you're a smart person and you realize how crazy this is, don't put it past other people and sometimes smart people themselves to be able to believe it. Um, I know that even that like Om cult in Japan, uh, I think one of the guys that was in the cult was like a really well-renowned medicine. They had top scientists and and doctors in the cult. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, it's just uh, be on guard. Even if you're a smart person, you can fall for this stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're real dumb and we're really good. Smart people are smart in a compartment of thinking. There's no such thing as like a universally smart person. That's true. What I was saying was kind of a nonsense term, smart people. You're right about that. It's let's, let's put it this way. Even somebody that deals with skepticism in, in a large part of their life. So if you're a scientist, for example, you have to do some skeptical thinking, but that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily translate into other parts of your life. And and especially, I mean, if you look at, for example, like uh, working on a dissertation is very, you're working on a very, very narrow question in a dissertation. And it doesn't bestow any kind of guarantee of general skepticism or general conscientiousness when it comes to forming beliefs. It just means you've read all the books and papers on one very narrow topic and you know that topic very well to the point where you can actually further knowledge in that one small area. And so if that's what it requires to get a dissertation and to become a working scientist or a working academic or whatever, there's no reason to think that such a person wouldn't be liable to, you know, cult-like or conspiratorial thinking in other areas that they're not prepared, that they don't have any real expertise on. Right. So I, th- so I think there's a few things to be wary of. There's just... Be wary of the fact that you yourself can be sucked into conspiratorial thinking if you're not careful, number one. Number two is don't put it past other people to believe things that you find to be totally credulous and stupid. Yeah. Because they can't. Just remind yourself of all the credulous and stupid things you used to believe. Yeah. When you were younger. I mean, I've got a plethora. And the one thing with this is like, I this is the most perfect con I think we've covered so far. Right. And that, I, you've that, got, that's why I'm bringing this up because what I'm saying is it's this for me, like it's almost coming at it from the point of view of, could I see myself ever believing this? I don't think I ever could because it's such an open fraud. I don't know how a cult can even grow up around it. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's amazing because it's, we're going to line up every target of conspiratorial thinking. You've got the NWO, you've got demons, you've got aliens, you've got Christian stuff like the- Bible Christian stuff, stuff, the harp stuff. Yeah, there's the Bible codes in there, the Nephilim, like even she throws in zombies and vampires. Right, zombies a, and vampires on top of it all. As a catch-all. So you've got all the targets. She sells a product which will combat all of them and then make sure that you don't buy the same product from everyone else. Right. So she's purposefully telling you 
there's only one supply for the weapon, the only weapon against all these forces. I mean, if we if you look at like Alex Jones, the stuff he sells is just like vitamins. Like he's not even Alex Jones doesn't reach the pinnacle of con artistry that Sherry Shriner. Even the, the people selling the the bleach cure and the topic we covered last time, it, it still wasn't as <laughs> egregious in a weird way. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, yeah, it's so it's this one is over the top. I I think you I think you're right. This is the most extreme one we've seen yet. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And I'm really glad we saw that New Republic article. This is kind of what started this whole thing, because that just came out. Yeah, we weren't like even planning ago. to cover this at all. This was. Uh... Yeah, that came out. And then we started digging into what Sherry Schreiner believes. And as you might have gathered, it's pretty intense. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, yeah, that's that's it for Sherry yep. Schreiner. And uh, just a few things, you know, you can always reach out to us on social media. You know, maybe maybe we're missing something on Oregon Energy. You can let us know all about <laughs> I'm not it. Hold my so on that one. not we're not going to hold our breaths, but hey, you know, things happen. So you can reach out on at NDCIO on Twitter or at none dare call it ordinary on Instagram. Or you can send us an email. None dare call it ordinary at Gmail dot com. And again, we're always collecting. We want to get owned. You know, we want to have. An episode that's Brent, Forrest, and Dylan owned by facts and logic. <laughs> we want that episode. And to get that episode, you all have to let us know what we get wrong. And then, you know, contact us on social media or the email, and we'll do just that. We'll put up an episode showing how dumb we are and how we're just part of the NWO cabal. Also, you can, if you like what you hear, you can uh, become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. And for just $1 a month, you could support the podcast and it will uh, open up opportunities for us to do some bonus episodes and for other things like that to get more stuff out to y'all. And remember this. I just want to end with this. Sherry Schreiner is currently not alive and has eight patrons. So our first goal <laughs> is we want nine patrons. If she That's can do goal. it, surely we so can do it. If she can do it for $1 a month, Become a patron. Let's beat Sherry Schreiner. Do it. Do it for Dylan just because Dylan put more effort and research into the Taylor Swift episode than all of Schreiner's career put together. So just that little part of this podcast. If you want to learn more about how Taylor Swift probably isn't an organic robotoid, please get us to nine patrons on Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. One dollar. And with that, we are done.